0: Shalom Aleichem from the Yiddish Book Center. I'm Emma Morgenstern. Today I'm in the studio with Adam Kirsch, a poet, contributing editor at Tablet Magazine, author of the biography Benjamin Disraeli, and a guest speaker at the Yiddish Book Center's Great Jewish Books Summer Program. Welcome, Adam.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Um, So we're pretty lucky that we're able to have you here today because you're a pretty busy guy.
1: (laughs) I guess so, but I'm excited to be here. I've never been to the Center before, and I'm looking forward to seeing everything. Um, I'm usually busy with reading and writing.
0: Right. So can you tell me a little bit about what you are working on currently?
1: Uh, Well, I write a column for Tablet, the online Jewish magazine, and uh, I write for The New Republic as well. And uh, that's what I'm doing most of the time. And I uh, recently wrote a book about Lionel Trilling called Why Trilling Matters. That was my most recent book.
0: Okay, great. So you're writing mostly literary criticism for Exactly.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly writing about books um, and then some poetry on the side when I have the chance.
0: Mm-hmm. So are you working on any, any poetry currently? Or? I
1: am. I'm working on a series of poems um, inspired by the photographs of August Sander, who was a German photographer who took uh, tried to make an encyclopedia of society uh, with photographs in the first half of the 20th century.
0: Mm. Very nice. Um, So I've been wondering, as I've been looking through all of your work preparing for this interview, what is your first love? Is it poetry? Is it criticism? Is it... Jewish literature as a whole?
1: I'd have to say my first love is poetry. That's what I um, sort of started out doing and what I would really like to be able to do best. Um, but everything else that I do, which is mainly literary criticism, I think is connected to that. So um, I see them as two parts of the same same enterprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jewish literature, I... Have always sort of grown up with and was raised with, and as I've gotten older, I've been exploring it more on my own and more facets. Um, unfortunately, in English, which is the only language that I'm really good enough at to to read in, um, but it's definitely uh, something that I'm very interested in.
0: And what was your entry point into Jewish literature?
1: Well, I was raised in a conservative um, household. I went to Hebrew school. I was bar mitzvahed and and uh, went to synagogue, and so. I was exposed to a lot of things early on, um, including non-religious literature. Uh, my father is also a writer and had lots of books in the house, which he uh, shared with me, which I learned from. So, I it's sort of something that's always been part of my my mental world. Uh, and as I've gotten older, I've sort of gotten to realize how many of the things I'm interested in are related to Jewishness or intersect with it in some way.
0: Mm-hmm. What are some, do you have some examples of? some of those works that you realize later were connected to Jewishness?
1: Well, I think uh, as I've gotten older and started to read people like Walter Benjamin, for example, um, or Isaiah Berlin, uh, a lot of writers who I'm interested in as political thinkers or as literary thinkers are not just Jewish, but come out of a Jewish tradition and background. And the range of their concerns has a lot to do with Jewish history, both earlier and history in the 20th century.
0: Okay. And would you consider the poetry you write Jewish poetry?
1: Um, sometimes it is explicitly about Jewish subjects. Sometimes it's not. Um, I don't know if it would be Jewish poetry all the time. I guess since I'm a Jewish writer, you could consider it that. Uh, but I think of Jewish, a Jewish writer is probably an identity. And then it's sort of the address where you start from. And from there, you can write, write about all different kinds of things, just as an English writer, a French writer, um, any kind of writer has the whole universe at their disposal to write about. Mm
0: -hmm. And do you feel like you have some voices that are more Jewish than others in your writing ever?
1: Um, I think that when I'm writing about uh, politics or writing about certain kinds of intellectual issues, uh, I do tend to think in Jewish terms um, when you're writing about Uh, Other things, certain kinds of literature, it's not directly relevant. Um, But I think it does inform my worldview, my understanding of of history and of literature in a basic way. Um,
0: No, no, go ahead. Okay. so I'm just wondering, you're so you're speaking to the 18 high school students in the Great Jewish Books program tonight. That's right. Um, so what are you hoping to convey to them in your talk and discussion?
1: Well, we're going to be looking at three poems tonight. We're going to look at uh, a poem called The Alphabet by Carl Shapiro, who's an American poet, Psalm uh, by Paul Ceylon, who was a German poet, and a poem called I Want to Confuse the Bible by Yehuda Amichai, who's a Hebrew poet, none of them Yiddish, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um But what I'm going to be talking about is how these three Jewish poets, all of them writing in the second half of the 20th century, but in different languages and different parts of the world, uh, all have a lot in common. And one of the things they have in common is the Bible and how they think about the Bible um, and how they sort of write with it and against it and put it to their own uses. Mm.
0: And I have sort of a big question, Mm. which is... Uh, What do you think the place of poetry is in Jewish literature currently or throughout history?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, if you go back to the very beginning, the Bible is the great sort of source of poetry, the Psalms and in other books as well. Um, And then you have the poetry of the Spanish Golden Age. Uh, There's the great flourishing of Yiddish poetry in the early 20th century. So there have definitely been moments when Jewish literature has been poetry centered. Uh, When I'm thinking about American Jewish writing, in the 20th century, you don't think first of the poets, I think. You think first of the novelists. You think of Saul Bellow or Philip Roth or people like that, even though there are and have been a number of important American poets who are Jewish, for instance, Allen Ginsberg, uh, who wrote a whole book called Kaddish, which is um, sort of saturated in Jewish liturgy. Uh, But I think that in American culture as a whole, poetry is fairly uh, minor pursuit, uh, and that's reflected in all different parts of the poetry world. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, so will you have any advice for our budding poets that might be in the audience tonight?
1: I guess uh, I would advise them to keep at it and not get discouraged by um, the indifference of most people to poetry because there are people out there, a small number who care, but they care passionately.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and what are you looking forward to hearing from the students tonight, do you think? <laughs> oh,
1: well, I'm I'm very interested to hear how they think of themselves as Jewish writers. I mean, there's a sort of generation difference between me and the students that I'm going to be meeting tonight, and I'd be very interested to hear how they think of themselves as young people, as Jewish writers, what their Jewishness means to them in a literary way, and also in other ways, too.
0: Mm-hmm. And... Um, well how how do you convey identity or um, how do you encourage young people to use their identity in their creative writing or in their reading even
1: well, I think that there are there are good ways and bad ways to use your identity in your writing. Um, one way is simply you write about your experience and your experience is inflected by Jewishness that can be in, in a way like Nathan Englander does it, where he was raised Orthodox, and so Jewishness was absolutely pervasive, and he's writing about it basically all the time. Um, Or it can be in a much more sort of oblique way. I recently read a novel by a novelist named Joshua Henkin, which is about a Jewish family in upstate Massachusetts uh, in the Berkshires, and They have a completely secular lifestyle, but there's still sort of Jewish elements to their thinking about politics and how they think about what's going on in Iraq, for example. This is a novel called The World Without You, which is set uh, during the Iraq War. Uh, I think that, for me, uh, identity matters less in the sense of uh, just writing about being a Jew that in and of itself is not... Inherently interesting, just like just being anything is not necessarily interesting. It has to do with how you think about history, how you think about the intersection of Jewish history and American history, and how we as American Jews got to be where we are and how we got to be the way we are. Um, For me, that's the most interesting path into it.
0: And also how all those parts intertwine within one identity, I guess. Right? Yes,
1: definitely. And and American Jewish identity is a hybrid. I mean, like everything American, one of the wonderful things about it and the things that give it strength is that there are many sides to it. As Jews, we have a history reaching back thousands of years, uh, which has one kind of lesson maybe or one set of experiences. Uh, As Americans, we have a very different heritage with very different experiences and lessons. Uh, I think the Jewish experience in America is so uh, wonderful and fortunate because this is maybe one of the only times in Jewish history that Jews have been completely free um, to be Jewish and to to participate in the culture of the country that they live in. Um, The National Yiddish Book Center is a great example of that. I mean, this is a country where there was very little Yiddish uh, Yiddish history. There was maybe a half century of Yiddish literature in America, and yet this is the place where you can come to have the repository and to study it. Uh, that's an example of American openness to so many different kinds of things.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so one last question. Do you have any great book recommendations for this age group or poetry or author recommendations?
1: Um, let me think about that. Okay. Um, great Well, I think the recommendations I would make would be the same as I would make to people of any age group, which would be, um, if we're talking about Jewish writers, obvious places to start would be Isaac Basheva Singer, who's a great modernist, a great, uh, very complicated and difficult writer in some ways, and yet also uh, a Jewish folk writer in other ways. I mean, he's someone who you can... Uh, approach learning about Jewish customs in Eastern Europe and folklore and things like that. And then as you get deeper into it, you realize that Singer is very much like Dostoevsky or uh, someone of that caliber that he writes about evil. He writes about uh, chaos and things that are very challenging, uh, even though we think of him maybe as a Jewish folk writer. Uh and then as one reads more in Jewish literature, there's uh, Yehuda Amichai is someone who I would definitely recommend even reading him in English translation as I do. Uh, I think that a lot of his power comes across and, and can definitely be felt.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. My pleasure. All right. You've been listening to a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. For additional interviews and conversations, please visit yiddishbookcenter.org audio. I'm Emma Morgenstern. Zaym mir stark und gesund. Be strong, be well, and tune in again soon.